0: Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, where tonight we talk about why we enjoy investigating cemeteries so much and what is actually really important about them concerning the paranormal. Up next. Well, welcome to Inside the Upside Down. This is a uh, cemetery episode that we are doing tonight, continuing on with our why series and why we do different things within the paranormal. We started off with why we investigate the paranormal. We talked about why we don't like uh, the ghost boxes and the apps. We talked about why we write about the paranormal and ghost stories and all that. Tonight, we're talking about why we investigate cemeteries, why we believe that they are in a way haunted I wouldn't necessarily that they are say that they are natively haunted but they do end up with some haunts and some paranormal activity at cemeteries but there's a, a lot of different reasons as to why we investigate cemeteries whether it's you know to um, research something historical this what uh, two weekends ago we we're uh, finding lost cemeteries We admire the uh, sculptures and some of the different buildings at cemeteries. There's, there's a lot of different reasons why we do this. You know, what does it for you?
1: Oh, by the way,
0: I'm Mike Ricksecker. This is Shawna Wankel. (laughs) Forgot to introduce ourselves, but yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and do so. Boom, Shawna, there we go. Yeah,
2: cemeteries are, for whatever reason, you know, it's an, a number of reasons. They have their own energy, you know. And, you know, people say, well, you know, and, and it's not that I think that someone, so we've explained this before. It's not like I think that someone is attached to, you know, the body that they came in. You know, once you're, you know, that body is no longer alive, you know, the soul is energy. You know, it goes somewhere. I don't believe it stays with the remains. But at the same time, I think that sometimes your energy can travel to a place that those remains are resting if people that you are, you know, still attached to are going there to pay their respects. I think that you might be attached to them, or maybe it's just something about the area. Maybe you have, maybe someone who is deceased has someone else who is deceased, maybe they pay their respects to you know the same way that we pay respects to somebody that's passed on you know how do we know that you know the two energies have connected you know on the other side you know I don't know that and you don't know that either okay <laughs> I mean I'm sorry I none it's of it's all us speculative are, it's all speculative you know I will never say I can say I don't think that's the case but that is just my opinion you know, and everyone is entitled to their opinion, but I have a problem with, with people who say, I know. And my opinion of that is, I'm 99% sure that you don't really know. You're speculating. And the sooner everybody can get on board and admit that, happier <laughs> that will make me. So. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's so much in this field that, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's all theories. It's all theories that we're dealing with. We're trying to put together proof of, you know, what it is that we're experiencing or what we'd like to say is actually going on. Um, and it's extremely harm, hard to do so, you know, even when you get down to those who are trying to scientifically, you know, prove things by using gadgets and what happened, we use them, absolutely. You know, we had, you know, a perfect example of an SLS camera and there's, you know, somebody else in the room, because it's detecting motion in a bipedal form so it can feed it into the game system um and we're gonna say well that it seems like that well you can't prove it because there's no control object so um you just don't have that with the paranormal but um yeah when it comes to cemeteries you know like you said i don't think they're inherently haunted there's a lot of different reasons why i think they come back um but there's a lot of different reasons as to why we go out there and it seems like when we're out there doing the different things that we do, uh, Greg Grantkin says down there that he loves doing cemetery crawls and that's what we've called them, cemetery crawls because yeah. we'll just go like, hey there's a cemetery over here, let's go check it out.
2: You know, a lot of times, you know, we go and it'll be just a random like, oh look here's a cemetery, let's stop in without knowing anything about it and I pay attention to um, the days that people have died you know, and then you know, you might see like a whole bunch of them are dying all at the same time. Well, I wonder what happened, you know, some epidemic of some kind. Yeah. So then you go and you do a little research and you're like, oh, that happened. Okay, well, what town was this this happening? Oh, okay, this town. And then it just leads you on this little journey of discovery. You know, cemeteries can hold some serious mysteries now. Oh, absolutely. I'm telling you. And, you know, we've been uncovering. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just some of the things that we have discovered, you know, and they, and then sometimes they'll connect with something that we already have facts for and be like, oh, you know, so then it spins off, you know, they're connected, but then it spins off on another path and then you discover something else. And then, then somewhere along the way, you'll talk to somebody who was buried in that cemetery and, oh, here's, so then there's all this, all this connecting going on. And that's, when it comes to cemeteries you know that's kind of what it's all about you know it's yes you know you're paying your respects you know to people that are no longer with us you know but the research that we're doing is a reminder that they're not forgotten yeah. it's not just a pile of but bones dust you know in the ground
0: yeah when we get into the lost cemeteries we'll be we'll be talking a lot about how we wanna make sure these people are not forgotten. So we are gonna be sharing some photos of the different cemeteries that we've gone to. So we'll, we'll toss them out here just at the beginning and we'll get into some of these different locations. So uh, Oak Grove Cemetery, and that's, here's another reason why <laughs> we love going to some of these different cemeteries. They're beautiful in the fall. So this was before it decided to turn to winter, you know, overnight here in uh, Illinois. It's still the middle of fall, but um, yeah, now it's winter apparently. So, and here's another shot from the same cemetery. And, you know, it's just beautiful. You got the headstones, you got the, the different colors, you know, it's a really peaceful feeling. You know, you have some of those old, you know, all that old stonework that's there. Um, very, very wonderful. So, um, let's go ahead and, you know, another, you know, type of, we were talking about some of the different architecture and history. And this is, this is Lakeview Cemetery near Cleveland uh ohio and actually I have family that's buried here and, and shauna i remember taking you to go see these mausoleums and you know, they're just just beautiful you it's know?
2: like being a child in a in a candy store i know mean, it's, it's weird as it sounds to say it like that for a cemetery but i mean just for someone who loves you know old things and old architecture and just history and just you know the beauty that cemeteries sometimes have you know this place was covered all those bases oh yeah
0: yeah lakeview is off the charts i mean that's just a few of the mausoleums i mean it was almost like its own little city there along the side of the hill um my family that's there is like at the front of that hill and as you just walk down you know the side of the hill it's like boom here's like this big city rising up out of the hill of all these mausoleums and this is just like a small park of that cemetery,
2: yeah. Like we were there for what two hours, yeah, and just covered just a small fraction of that place. That place would have, would take from morning to to nightfall to canvas. I mean, it's huge. So
0: yeah, I mean, you have like these gazebos that are uh monuments to to those that have passed away. Um, just big sculptures of um you know, you know, angels, and there's one that's like a knight. Um, you got the big. Obelisk for like John D. Rockefeller. Um, and there's some there's some famous people that are buried in there. You know, Rockefeller's one of them. You have um, <clears throat> James Garfield, a president that's in there. Um, Elliot Ness, who hunted down Al Capone. So a lot of people like that. Uh, don't tell Steve Huff who come out there with his little wonder box and try it out. And we know how that goes. <laughs> it will be exploiting the entire cemetery. But um, yeah, so it's... You, you know this wonderful architecture that's out there is old stone masonry and now i think people you know some people are like scared of cemeteries you know i know i remember as a kid it was always like as you're driving past a cemetery hold your breath you know otherwise you're gonna like suck in a spirit (laughs) or something like that you know but the the kind of things that you kind of indoctrinate yourself with as a child and You know, some people say like, oh, you know, when you go to a cemetery, you don't, you know, you don't want to step on an actual grave. Well, that's like impossible to do. You know, as you're going between the headstones, I mean, you're stepping on graves. I mean, when you go to bury another person there, like one of your loved ones, you're going to be stepping on other people's graves to get up to wherever you're burying your loved one. So I think there's a lot of like weird superstitions that are in there when if if you go past all of that stuff, And just look at the beauty that's around. You know these beautiful sculptures, and um, you know just the the memories that are there. So much information you can find out about people just by looking at the headstones. You can find out, and and even um, with the modern ones. I I like the old ones because of their style. Um, You know they got that old cool rustic look. You get like some of the angels that are on there, or other types of artwork. But even with some of the modern ones that we've seen with like the laser etching and you know you get like an entire you know photograph of somebody or i remember at ashmore cemetery which we'll talk a little bit more about here soon um there's one of like the guy's business the laser etching of his business it's on the back Mm -hmm. of the headstone so it's like okay you you know that he owned that place you know so it's just it's amazing the different things you can find out so um we already have some different questions in here already so Tom McNicholas asks, do you think that cremated ashes hold the spirit of the person? Interesting. The ashes.
2: I mean, I'm uh, a friend of mine. His mom died, and he has her ashes uh, in his room. He keeps her ashes in his room. And her. Her her energy, her spirit still you know haunts that house um, I don't think uh i'm pretty sure that it's not that she's so attached to her ashes is just you know her spirit is just not ready to leave yet, you know, for whatever reason and um but he's had a lot of stories about uh visits from her. Um, and where he's actually you know seen her, so you know, do I think that she's attached to her ashes? You know, I can't say with certainty, but I think that her energy still lingers and is attached to him or the home. You know, that I don't really think that anything different happens to your soul once it's released, it still becomes energy. I don't think it matters if you're you know decomposing in the ground or if you're set on fire i really don't think i really don't think that that part makes any difference but that's just my opinion
0: yeah i don't know if they're necessarily like attached to the ashes you know they may they may follow the ashes around a little bit because they know it's going to be in the hands of a loved one and i think that's the the part that matters there you know it's kind of like at a cemetery, I don't think they're there hanging out with their body, you know, unless they were extremely narcissistic and just you know loved the way they looked and always had to you know look in a mirror at themselves or something like that. Then maybe they would hang out with their body. Um, so the ashes are basically the body just burned up in an urn. Um, so yeah, I think that they would just be there for you know the loved one that the you know that the urn might be with, and they're not necessarily visiting their ashes or visiting the loved one
2: you know but to know whether or not they realize you know that happened you know hey that's me in there yeah You know, well we they, could talk we could,
0: we could you know talk about you know, recent uh pop culture here so we went to go see bohemian rhapsody freddie mercury through his he was uh, uh part of the Zoroastrian faith uh which is what his family was and they they cremate their dead and um, right now, the only person that knows where his ashes are is Mary Austin, so who he believed was his his soulmate. Um, so, you know, is Freddie hanging out with Mary? I mean, I think because he did love her, you know, regardless of his sexuality, he did love her. So he may be hanging out with her a little bit, just because it's Mary, not necessarily because his ashes are there. He might not even realize right. his ashes are with her. So. Although I think he's the one that put that stipulation in there that she was the one that was supposed to get on, so. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, Murtaza Arif, why do you think it is so peaceful in graveyards? I find even cemeteries situated around busy traffic noises have a sense of the same kind of peacefulness. It's a, it's a good point. Um, cause I know when we were doing our research for our Alton project, which hopefully will be coming out here in the next, month at least Mm -hmm. before uh christmas um milton cemetery i mean that traffic around there is so just awful you know it's around a busy intersection um you know and we're there you know filming um sort of investigating because i mean we're investigating the history that we uncovered and i know you were feeling things there um and that was kind of we were kind of like almost like in a bubble like the outside was oblivious to us i'm up there you know playing around with the drone and all that stuff and it wasn't really until that like we're trying to um film some you know get some voice footage of us you know talking about things like i'm trying to ask you of okay what is it that you were feeling and then all of a sudden it's like ah oh, crap there's a freaking motorcycle
2: yeah i think you know especially with one that's so close to civilization you know you already have it here it's like, look. You know, you know, you're going to need to concentrate, you know, and you know, you need to have some form of silence, you know, to really get some good, uh, audio evidence that's not contaminated by outside noise. And, um, you know, so at that point, you know, you almost, you have to bubble yourself in, you know, to tune out that outside noise, you know, your equipment's not going to be able to tune out that noise, but you can. You know, you have control over yourself. You cannot control what your equipment picks up or what it doesn't pick up. It has—it's its own separate entity. So, you know, you almost—you have to. It's like you're shielding. You're you're shielding yourself from the outside noise so that you can focus on the peacefulness that a cemetery does have. You know, and some people may find it. You know, the people that find it peaceful are gonna be you know if you're in the mindset of if you're thinking of everybody you know as not dead but sleeping you know the remains are silent you know the silent you know and you know it's peaceful when you sleep you know usually you know some people may think it's peaceful that way um you know i'm kind of in the middle because i i do find cemeteries to be peaceful you know but at the same time i they can also be really you know have a lot of energy be really active and uh depending on the energy can sometimes be overwhelming and uncomfortable too but it doesn't have anything to do with oh i'm creeped out because there's a bunch of dead bones you know under me and when i was younger you know <laughs> I it's, think it's different. A little
0: different when you're younger yeah you, you know, know when you're a kid you, you're always teasing each other with you know the different stories cemeteries dead people all that stuff but you know i've heard of people um well i've done a little bit myself about you know going to cemeteries to write because it's a very peaceful place to write um people will jog through cemeteries you know because it's a you know peaceful place to just go jogging you know so i I think yeah people do find a lot of peace in cemeteries even though they're essentially surrounded by you know death and decay right. but all that's under the ground what you see above the ground are the you know beautiful monuments so it's um I yeah, I mean you could look at it as they're sleeping there, yeah. But it just becomes very peaceful. Yep. Um, Tim shown. Why do governments not maintain cemeteries if they do if they do not have their own caretakers? Um, and this can kind of lead into our lost cemetery segment. And I, I think with that particular question, you know, not all um, cemeteries are government controlled. And so it's up to the local community, you know, a lot of cemeteries were on, you know, farmland, they were old family plot. And so, you know, it just maybe expanded a little bit to include a couple other locals or what have you. So, you know, a lot of these cemeteries just didn't have anybody in place. I mean, Schumann, that was, you know, the locals, you know, there wasn't a government entity that took care of that. No. Yeah. Like ever. No, so
2: there, it requires effort, money, and effort.
1: Yeah, <laughs> desire. <laughs> effort, I mean, yeah,
2: desire. You know, to want to maintain it. You know, out of respect, and you know, just yeah, the right people can't really do anything, and the wrong people, you know, can and just don't want to. Yeah,
0: so. at, at some point. There becomes like, uh, there becomes a disconnect it's, and it, it happens, you know, not just with cemeteries, but just with, with life and the way generations work. And you talk about like a generation gap and you know, I don't think anybody new has been buried in human cemetery for a long, long time. So right. it
2: would be impossible for them to get there at this right. point. Yeah. yeah.
0: So those that are there, the only people that are going to remember any of them are the older generation. know the people that are like your dad's age like 70 and above right and so they're too old to take care of it anymore and the younger generation can't relate to anybody that's in there so they have no interest
2: and they they just don't care yeah you know um yeah like the only the only people that are up there now are hunters right young kids you know they don't they don't mind shooting animals on the property but they could give they could give one fuck less about the property. Let's be honest, you know. And you know that that not saying the entire generation as a whole, but the majority of it, just they don't care about that. Too modernized, almost. They don't look at the dead the same way. They don't have the same respect for it. You know, maybe they'll get it when they get older.
0: Yeah, I don't know, maybe. But um, yeah, I mean, just, there's job. there's no yeah. That's our job is we're <laughs> to make people aware. You know that they, they might have, you know, great grandpa might be buried in there, but they never met great grandpa, so they have no connection. They don't care. They have other things that they'd rather be doing. And you know, when it comes to mom and dad, well, they're in a in a newer cemetery that's being kept up by somebody else. So you know, there's just not the interest for them to go back up. I mean, even you know, Lakeview for for me, I mean, yeah, it's a great big huge cemetery. You know, it's they make some buku bucks there somebody's taking care of it but nobody from my family had been up there in uh, probably since the last person had been buried there for in in the family plot which would have been in like the 1930s you know and that was an unmarked grave so you know who knows if anybody even actually went to that funeral so you're talking almost 100 years have passed so nobody from my family even and they no connection whatsoever to any of those people they had no idea that they were there so if somebody wasn't keeping up on it like this big organization if they were just out in a field nobody was gonna from my family was gonna take care of them
2: no you know even your little area there you know it's got some energy there <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> you were picking surprised. up on some stuff there yeah I was kind of surprised yeah, I didn't, up on stuff there you know stuff that you know I didn't really know about you know I knew about you know your immediate family you know but there were some stories that I just hadn't heard yet right and I was like well, those you know, are stories what happened that i had discovered
0: <laughs> that my family just even didn't even know about and i had gotten those stories from research you know it's like one of those where i'm i'm the one in my family that's carrying on with the family tree and the family lineage and, and adding to that research and um a couple of my uncles my uncle uh paul who you know, passed away here a couple years ago and my uncle chuck um had done a lot to put the um the tree together and, you know, all the the lines and who's connected to whom. You know, my Uncle Chuck went out to Switzerland um, and got a lot of those records dating back into the 1500s. So he drew the lines, but he didn't have all the details. And so that's what I've been doing is kind of filling in those details. And you get some of that going to cemeteries. That's another reason why uh, we go to cemeteries is information there you can find out. Like, you know, you have this line, you're trying to figure out where people are buried at and it's like you have a name but you don't know where they're at and so it's like okay you know where where did he go what happened to him and so you go to you know the cemetery office and you're asking okay you know here's this name here's the family um you know his his first wife is over here you know no idea about the second wife or anything come to find out he and the second wife are both buried there next to the first wife but unmarked (laughs) you know so that's you know, information you're finding out from the cemetery to kind of fill in those um you know fill in those gaps on the on the good old family tree so you know those genealogy buffs there you go that's another great reason for cemeteries so um when we start talking about lost cemeteries so you know we went to um to belt salem um and armstrong here um what week and a half ago now so i'm gonna play um well, I have a clip here on how we kind of like got into uh, doing this here recently, and that was at, um, whoops, I made it all black. That was at Cheney Mansion. Let me put that back up before I bring this clip up. That was at Cheney Mansion where we were just, you know, doing. We we're trying to do a live investigation. It wasn't working out, and we came across this map, and that kind of set us down this path. So, here we go. Oh, that's the map. Let's get to the actual. Nope, that's secret. Where is it? Interesting it is. thing here is, okay, on the other side of Jefferson Street you showed this Cheney's edition, which is no longer there and then the old graveyard says Lions Club City Park
2: So that's where the city park is now? That's where
0: the city park is now.
2: So what happened to the stones and the bodies? What
0: happened to the gravestones? Are they in the park?
2: So is there a cemetery now in the park somewhere?
0: Did they? Because you see the shape of this street here? Mm -hmm. That is the shape of the street there, so that hasn't changed. So the old graveyard, because there's some lots here, which would be the gray space there, but that old graveyard is in that green spot right there. Okay, so that's when we discovered that map, and here's the actual map itself where you see Um, the lot for the the Cheney Mansion. Um, And then you see behind that where it says Old Graveyard. And there's some different lines that are in there. I think those may have been structures. I would like to find out what those structures had been. Um, But this is kind of what set us off on the Lost Cemeteries path. We did an entire Inside the Upside Down on Lost uh, Cemeteries and different ones across the country. Um, And so we're just gonna spend a little bit of time on that here, Um, because like I said, there's an entire video on that. but. You know there was that graveyard that was back there, and we knew it wasn't there because we'd been around the town and we only knew of <clears throat> Oak Grove there. Um, so we went to actually go check this place out, and our fr- our friend Carol Singer said, "Oh yeah, yeah, there was a there was a cemetery there, and they bulldozed it over and made a park out of it. So now it's just a park, and that is the uh, the monument that's there, and." basically it just you know lists the names of the people that had been buried in the cemetery you know there's kids playing on the you know equipment there there's a basketball court you know stuff like that um a pavilion all this and you can kind of see some of the grass and stuff behind there but that had all been a graveyard before um
2: and the bodies are still there
0: yeah yeah the bodies are actually still there uh we came across um we still haven't gotten that checked out whether it's a stone or a bone fragment or whatever, but it, we found it next to a stone that was coming out of the ground <clears throat> that looked like it was part of, uh, like maybe it was the base of an old headstone that they just that they missed. So um, we saw not only that,
2: there. but you know, we're told that they had used some of the old gravestones as stepping stones for a sidewalk until an actual sidewalk. You know, yeah, there, which which just. Which is not poured concrete but yeah yeah,
0: when they first did that apparently they they made that that path that goes through there let me bring that back up um so you can kind of see the um the sidewalk off in the distance well apparently the paving stones for that before they made that poured concrete was were the headstones
2: unbelievable which
0: is ridiculous so yeah it's just it's sad the way that they uh they desecrated that yeah.
2: but as an afterthought it's like oh here's a stone we'll put your names on it and that'll be the end of it
0: right we'll, make, well it's way in the back corner nobody sees it there it's ridiculous right so so this set us on the lost cemetery series which um we released that video the first one of the series this past sunday you can check that out here on the Hunter road media youtube channel um but here's you know some of the different stones that we found there this was elkinor this was the oldest one that we we found at that time there were a bunch of other stones we didn't look at all the dates um but this is the one that stood out as being the oldest thus far 1840. you know it's in really good condition for
2: 1840.
0: yeah so um we were pretty impressed by that there's a bunch of other little stones around there Some, some are worn off so there may be ones that are older um like that one with um I didn't include it here. I I forgot to add it. Uh, Matilda. Yeah. uh, She was 1853. Um, But then you can kind of see some of the other things that have happened here with. um, Turn that one on. So, you know, just back out in the woods, look, there's this big, huge tree that's crashed against this, you know, wonderful monument there uh, for the Belt family. And you know nobody's taking care of this, and that's you know harkens back to Tim's question about governments. Well, this was, you know, this was a family cemetery. Belt Salem was the Belt family. I don't know. I still don't know where Salem came into play at because I didn't see any Salem's out there. Didn't see any Salem's. No, but um, yeah, unless the the one thing that came up with was possibly maybe the family originally came from Salem, Virginia, uh, because there were some designations on there saying that some of these people were originally from Virginia um but yeah it was a family cemetery that once the family was gone that's it so the last people in there were like uh buried in there in the 1930s and nothing's been done apparently since Mm -mm. so uh but that was a really that that place was a treasure it was an absolute treasure
2: it was beautiful out there too oh yeah Especially because you know it hadn't become winter yet; it was <laughs> yeah. still fall.
0: It was still fall that particular day. Yeah. yeah. Now it's winter. <laughs>
2: Illinois' version of small, of fall, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's been it's been winter since November eighth or something. Yeah. <laughs> or winter, yeah. Um, but yeah, with that cemetery, you know, it's it, it, there's mixed feelings, really. You know, we we talk about you know it'd be wonderful if somebody kept up on this. You know, and, you know, you have all these great monuments, there's people that are back here that should be remembered, but yet there's, there's that part of us inside that loves like the creepy, cool pictures and there's vines growing on these things and all kinds of stuff like that. And we got some fantastic photos back there. So there's like a part of us. It's like, you, you, you like that bit of abandonedness to it, you know, and, and getting some of that great photography. And then, and, but then you're like, oh, but nobody's keeping up on it. So you're. Yeah you're twisted and torn about it. Yeah. So I I think it's one of those, you know, even with like old buildings, it's like you, you want like that little bit of weathering and decay in there so that you get that like real sense and feeling this is something that's old, but leave it at just that little bit and, you know, but take care of it so that it doesn't, you know, become completely obliterated. Right. So, uh, um betty lang is saying mike that cemetery had beautiful tombstones yeah they were wonderful and that was just that was just two of the photos we have um uh several more of those posted on our facebook page and then there's the lost cemeteries video that we posted on sunday actually was it called what was it called abandoned um abandoned cemeteries something um well you can find that was just posted on sunday and um, it was armstrong cemetery and belt salem cemetery that we went through um They're nice. They're really nice. So, um, Sharon Lane asks, would you and Shauna go to the old cemeteries in New Orleans? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's going to (laughs) happen.
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's a bucket list item stuff right there. And $10 super chat from Tom McNicholas to respect the lost dead. Thank you very much, Tom, for the $10 super chat. Super chat superstars. All right. So, um... See, Murtaza Arif asks, why Why do dogs cry in cemeteries like wolves? I've seen that happen. Also, I was walking past the cemetery and heard loud banging under my feet. Have you ever experienced or heard of this? What do you think?
2: Um, well, I can't speak for all dogs, but, you know, dogs, maybe, maybe, maybe his owner was buried there.
0: I, you, know, you know i haven't had that happen with dogs i mean um, i've never
2: really seen that yeah i mean really the, it.
0: the closest is adam tillery sipping haunted road roast there you go
2: yeah
0: haunted road roast it helps you hunt ghosts <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i haven't um i haven't had that happen with dogs the closest i would say for me was with coyotes now that was it was before you um black bear church we were in the church we heard the coyotes coming we actually went to the cemetery to get safe because the cemetery had a gate so we went inside the gate closed it up so that the coyotes wouldn't get us but yeah we heard them howling off in the distance um i haven't had that happen with dogs really Mm -mm. as far as like the banging under the feet um
2: i've seen it happen in movies
0: (laughs) yeah it happens in movies yeah (laughs) i've never seen it
2: happen in reality yeah it's not me anyway yeah
0: um banging under the feet i haven't really had that my daughter one time not at a cemetery but it was at um the uh samuel mud house in maryland where something was like pushing up on her foot we were outside um and something was pushing up on her foot while we were outside Um, i don't know we were actually checking out the original samuel mud tombstone which they have in the barn back there because there is a misprint on it so they actually they corrected it but they put the wrong the the uh incorrect one in the barn back there so we were checking that out and she was feeling something push up
1: Hmm.
0: so i don't know it was a little different um but i haven't had that i've seen like stuff like around the ground i've seen like um was that dick duck cemetery um, it was like a, it was like a little shadow cat sort of thing that was creeping around on the ground. So not like pushing up or banging, but it was kind of slinking along the ground or whatever. It's about the size of a cat. It was shadowy. I don't know. Um, so some other reasons. We we're talking about history before. I'll show you guys a couple other photos here. Um, you know, old burying grounds. This is one where I want to. Uh, take Shauna to, and I was just talking about corrections on heads, headstones, and they completely removed the incorrect Samuel Mudd headstone. Um, this one, you can look at it, um, and I don't know how closely you can see it, but where it says, in memory of uh, Miss Cynthia, they forgot the H, they put Cynthia, and then they put like the little carrot, and then the H there to correctly spell Cynthia, and then down here a daughter of john ingersoll they forgot the r so they did another little carrot in the r so they put the corrections right there on the headstone rather than recreating a new headstone so this one dates to 1776. Mm. so um yeah old burying grounds westfield massachusetts some fantastic old headstones there the uh the oldest one i saw i think was 1743 or something like that they have people buried there back into the 1600s, and not all marked. There's like 500 unmarked graves there, so uh, it's like the oldest ones that are buried there don't have grave markers. Uh, but uh, you know, this is one of the reasons you know why we love um, going to some of these cemeteries, just the history. You know, this is like one of the oldest cemeteries in the country. When I was in fifth grade, we went down there and did gravestone rubbings. Um, very, very cool stuff. So, um, and then. We have, um, where is it? Yeah, Ashmore. Ah. <laughs> so now this one is really interesting. It's a very, very different experience here. You know, it's one of those where it's, they did something here, where they created something with these trees. Um, When I first stepped into there, Shauna was a little bit off to the right. I was kind of inching my way down into the tree and I'm like, oh, oh, this is creepy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, and then uh, when you stand inside there, you definitely feel a shift of energy. Um, I've seen a shadow person through, you know, through that. It looked like, I thought it was Shauna that was walking. So I, I I say shadow person, but could have been, I mean, it could have been an apparition, I don't know. I saw a human figure walk. If you look straight through, there's another tree and it was going from that tree walking to the right. I thought it was Shauna, but no, she was like further off onto my right, you know? So, um, yeah, I know that you've felt a number of things here as well. It's just, it's crazy, that energy.
2: Yeah, we call it the crazy tree portal Yeah, because um, there's different energy in there than any other part of the cemetery, it's like a totally different. It's a rush. Yeah, it really is too. When you walk in there, you're just like it just light you up. It is crazy in there.
0: Yeah. So if you ever get to, um if you go to Ashmore, States, okay, and a lot of people like to go there. It's a, it's a, it's a favorite amongst the uh, uh, the people in the paranormal field. It's like two or three miles from there. If you actually go um, into the town of Ashmore. I think it's Indiana Street and it's just, it's right there on the left hand side um real easy to get to if you if you're going to Ashmore states so um this is not the uh graveyard that Ashmore states use that's on private property and apparently the owners of that property don't like people going on there to check out the cemetery right. um, but there
2: are some people from Ashmore buried in Ashmore yeah. Yeah, there's that's some true. people
0: that had that died at Ashmore that are buried in Ashmore Cemetery. So, yeah, not everybody that died at Ashmore was put into that other little cemetery that's associated with Ashmore. There are some people from Ashmore that are buried in Ashmore right. Cemetery. So, And not too far from that crazy tree portal. No. Yeah. So, but that's... Whenever we go to um, Mattoon, for, uh, we've gone there for Silcon, we did the uh, spook show there um we go out there and we hit that cemetery as well as st
2: omers st omers yeah yeah
0: and st omers has um it has that um witches grave the big ball and those of you that saw our, our witch video um the six witches who are now ghosts so caroline barnes um St. Omer cemetery is where she's at, but you actually picked up a lot more with the children there than with Caroline Barnes.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, hoping, you know, to feel something with her. And then the reality of that cemetery is there are a lot of children buried there. And so it caught, I wasn't prepared for it and it totally caught me off guard. Um, you know it's a little different now when i go there because i know but then i was just i was upset i mean there was just everywhere you turn there was a child buried and they're just they were just everywhere and i you know wish yeah. i had known that ahead of time
0: it must have been like going. an epidemic or something that's we, ha- we haven't ever found an answer on that it just seems like that's what it could have been
2: yeah it, it was it's the energy in there is it's sad but it's you know the first time it's sad you know the, now when i go in there it's just you know i know it's going to be there and so you just kind of have to yeah
0: now you're prepared for it when yeah. you go because you, you know it's 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 there you know it's going to happen um that's also where you discovered that other entrance that's now completely overgrown
2: yeah like the town of st omers is not there yeah anymore. this is gone
0: it's not even a ghost town anymore it's just no it's gone gone
2: you know and so but then it kind of makes you know you wonder because the town disappeared not long after right there's
0: yeah the curse of caroline barnes was um that she was going to come back on the anniversary of her death date so they put the date of february 31st on her gravestone which is an impossible date so that she wouldn't come back but it was still like within a few years the, the town was completely gone so it's interesting. But if you look at the old maps and everything, it looks like that road, which is still there, it comes straight north. Like that was a, it, it looks like it went straight into the cemetery instead of, you kind of come in from it from the side now off of whatever route that is. Yeah. But Sean I had found the posts, you know, there for this alternate entrance. And you walk back there and, and it's, it's somebody's property. Um, but there's like a creek and stuff like that. You can't see an old road back there anymore, but, um, it was obviously there was something there at one point because of that entrance. So, uh, Betty Lange asks an interesting question. Why do you think black color became associated with funerals and burials? Black is like the color of death. I mean, you, you kind of turn black when you die. I mean, it's, you know, that's, yeah
2: i like black (laughs) i know i don't know i I like black black's
0: kind of my favorite color rocky quote by the way (laughs) rocky too um
2: black's you know the color of mourning. you know yeah it's it's
0: traditional for thousands of years you know so that's what that's what we do now it's if you look if you go to um fairy plantation i know I, i i think i mentioned this in a video recently or um something we did recently at fairy plantation um if you look at the mourning gowns that they have there there is a progression so like when your your loved one first dies it's all black but then as you go through that period of time to come out of mourning, you start to add a little bit more color a little bit more color so it's like it goes from straight black to like black and like a darker purple and then you progressively get some more lighter colors in there where the one, which is still technically a morning gown. It has more of like a, um, oh, it's kind of like an off yellow color or something. That's most of the color of the dress, although there's still some black in it. Um, and they have several of those around the fairy plantation mansion. So, um, it's, it's interesting. So, um, (laughs) Spooky Don says Johnny Cash only wore black. We all know that song. Yeah. the, The man in black so i still i still like um what was the, the the movie um walk the line so where they're um and i don't know if he had, if the quote is real but it worked really well for the movie they said it twice you know you know why are you always wearing black you look like you're going to a funeral and johnny cash says maybe i am
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's a cool line um All right, so B3 Airspace was saying about Ashmore, saw this in Europe, trees border the grave sites. People there said it was to keep the spirits in place. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I I mean, maybe it was, I I don't know if it was there for that reason, to keep those spirits in place, because otherwise I would think that each headstone would have a tree. Um, There's several headstones that are within there. They do seem to like five of them. There's like three on one side and two on the other. And they do seem to border those specific headstones. So, I mean, maybe they were to keep those in place. They're definitely there to do something. Uh, There's definitely a purpose there.
2: Yeah, because it's not like that anywhere else. Um, And just, you know, the energy is just way different in that part of the cemetery than any other part and we've been in other cemeteries where there's trees you know but this one is a significant spot i mean you know i've I've been to well pharaoh cemetery in cancel there's this there's some older stones and they're you know buried you know they're underneath some trees you know the energy feels older over there, but I can't say that it's like, Wow, you know, these trees are significant to this spot, you know, this area. Um these trees definitely got something going on, that area.
0: Yeah. I mean you just you walk into it and you feel it immediately. Um Don says I buried my doggy junior under the roots of a black walnut in the lot next door. He's part of the tree now. I still feel his energy. A lot of people do that. Um where, i mean they will plant a tree and they believe that the the person becomes a part of the tree um you know especially if it, it goes right down into the you know grave and i've seen some stuff lately where you can have um you know your ashes mixed in with you know like this um potted tree and you plant the tree right and then you know you're supposed to become a part of the tree so um now, it's an interesting way to be remembered if anybody does remember that you are the tree. Um, I don't know if you would alternately put some sort of plaque or something there. Um, I think I think the point is to not do that is just to be the tree. But then I would think after a couple of generations, people forget. Right. So which is which is something I always like about the headstones is that um you're remembered somehow even if the future generations may not remember any details about you and your life there's still something there saying you existed you know and we go to a lot of these different uh cemeteries and graveyards where people have just been forgotten and i know that you know you do a really good job of while we're there, if you find some flowers or something that have kind of blown away and are just kind of sitting off on the side, you'll pick them up and you'll try to fix it. Maybe you'll add it to, you know, some headstones that have been long since forgotten, you know?
2: Yeah. It's like, you know, your family may have forgotten about you, but you know, today I will remember you. And whenever I come back, I will make it a point to remember you again. You know, we have our, spots that we you know stop you know in some of the cemeteries that we've been to to make a point you know to pair respects and you know and then there's other ones that uh you know you mentally file away as you know I kind of you know I want to research this one a little more so whenever we come back you know we always hey it's us again you know um don't know if You know, it's always a question, you know, you ask, you know, don't know if, you know, you're hanging around or not, or if you can tell that we're here talking, but you know, whoever's here, Hey, (laughs) how's it going? What's going on? You know, just somebody's there listening may not be the person, you know, with the name on the grave, but somebody in that area where you're at is listening. Well, what I thought
0: was interesting was over here at Rose Hill, the Manili graves, and that's another one where you know, you've connected with the family there, and we're just making some observations about, you know, the way the family plot is laid out, that, you know, okay, here's here's the parents, there's three boys off to the side here that all perished at very young ages, and then uh, the two girls that actually lived until adulthood. And we're just making these observations. All of a sudden, boom, we start getting some activity. And then Shana was able to connect with um, at least one of the boys. Um, but then this past summer, these boys died in the late 1800s. We're talking like the 1870s, 150 years almost after the fact. There's nobody that remembers these people. You know, They they still have family in the area, but there's nobody that's going to remember these people specifically. Um and there's suddenly flowers on the youngest's grave.
2: Yeah. And then so scoured the rest of that cemetery and found a set of similar flowers on one grave. You know, and I'm, when I say I canvassed the area, I mean, I looked at every grave that had a flower arrangement on it. And there was only one other one that had the same flower arrangement same same flowers same colors same everything over on the newer side you know it's like you know was it a random you know someone was there paying respects and um or like maybe one of the mowers or something like that you know but something you know there hadn't been anything there before you know, and then just all of a sudden, you know, there's something there, you know, where did it come from? You know, was it random, you know? Or, I mean, I'm gonna assume it was random, yeah.
0: it, it's It was the older part of the cemetery where you really don't see any of the flower arrangements at all. I mean, there was, in that part of the cemetery, there were two other um, headstones that had flowers. It was all the newer part of the cemetery that had the different arrangements. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just- a random but it was nice to see it's yeah. nice to see that somebody you know wherever it came from and, and maybe it was just on the ground and like you do pick it up and, and put it somewhere i don't know where it goes i'll find a good one to put it on and put it on the youngest stone
2: right it's but it's like you know the distance between the two of them you know and then you know why that one you know i, I don't know i don't know
0: um kathy Silientto says the Amish believe that if they bury a witch they plant a tree over the grave to keep the spirit there interesting interesting tradition tradition you know there was that um other one over here with the uh Dr. McAuliffe, mm-hmm. the guy who was uh he was lynched for murdering i guess what was it, his brother-in-law I, mean, I know we did a video on it <laughs> whoops um and they they planted a cedar tree there Now they didn't ever say why they planted a cedar tree on this guy's grave that they all, you know, they hated him and they killed him. Um, But yet they planted the tree there. So I don't know if that was like for a similar type of a reason, maybe a a similar tradition. Yeah. I don't know. Um,
2: Morbid fascination with hanging trees.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's see, Betty Lange, this is an interesting comment. My mother-in-law put flowers on random graves because she lived too far from her dead relatives. Now that's interesting. So yeah, paying respects because you can't get out to your own and pay respect to somebody else's, yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. That's definitely a nice touch. Okay. Um, yeah. So why else, uh, we have, I'm going to go back here and see if we have any other, um, photos that we were going to show. I think that was all of them, old bearing grounds. We hit, we did belt Salem Lakeview. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's a lot of different, you know, reasons why we, you know, hit cemeteries. Um, you know, and, and when it comes down to it, you know, it's all part of this thing that we do at the paranormal. You know, there's, you know, I know there's a lot of people that believe, well, you know, cemeteries aren't haunted. Well, it doesn't have to do with going to cemeteries because we think that they're haunted. You know, we just kind of laid out a lot of different reasons as to as to why we go.
2: Yeah, it's... The majority of it is about paying respects and keeping the history of these people that are buried there alive, you know, from a research standpoint, from a paranormal standpoint, you know, it, you know, you can unlock, you know, some mysteries that will set you on a path where you discover, you know, untapped, you know, untapped places, untapped, you know, you know, things that haven't been investigated yet people that haven't been you know researched yet and you know the paranormal can get old really fast if you're just (laughs) going in the same places all the time yeah you know and eventually you know i i personally am not one of those people you know the only reason that i like to go to the same places is because of the uh relationship that I develop with the building and the spirits and the energy there. Otherwise, you know, if it weren't for that, you know, I, and I, I, I it's not that I'm not interested in the places that are over investigated, you know, that I wouldn't want to just do a tour, just to be like, <laughs> well, okay, I'm here, you know, whatever. You did it. Yeah, I did it, but I'm more interested in the places that people aren't going to, you know, that's new energy in there you know, those places, if people were more aware, I'm not saying at all, people aren't aware of it. I'm saying that some people are just so interested in the places that are popular, that they don't realize that the places that haven't been investigated yet could become more significant than the places that have, you know, that's new energy. You know, there could be a sort of like, oh my God, someone's here, someone wants to talk to me, you know, uh, yay (laughs) you know and so one of two things is going to happen you know either they're going to be like you know no i'm hiding i'd like to stay hidden or oh finally someone has noticed me and you could you know get quite an earful so
1: i I have to choose
2: you know between going to well, I'm not going to name some places. But if I had I'm <laughs> not going to call anybody out, all right. No, I'm not going to do that. But if I had to choose between going to places that everybody has been to, I'm going to choose to go to a place that nobody has been to. Yeah,
0: the question came up in the last show. I think it was Sharon Lane that asked it about, um, you know, do, do spirits get tired of, you know, being peppered with questions all the time? It's not exactly the way she asked it, but this is essentially the... It's the spirit of the question. I think they and, get
2: tired of the methods that are being used.
0: Well, yeah, I think some of I it think they they're wouldn't like. What the yeah, fuck, I think some people. of it, yeah, I think
1: some of it they wouldn't <laughs> understand.
0: Yeah, I think some of it they wouldn't understand. You know, you're, you're trying to talk to somebody from the 1800s, and you know, you're you're throwing down a you know a ghost box, and we've already you know blasted those anyway. Um,
2: <laughs> I just flipped people off. I'm sorry. My middle finger just automatically goes up whenever I hear about the box and the apps. I'm sorry.
0: They're not gonna gonna understand that, you know, so. um, But, you know, I I think as far as like the questioning, sure, you know, you you take some of these, you know, places that, you know, weekend after weekend after weekend, and I understand why they do it. I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're, you know, trying to raise money to help preserve the location. Um, That part
2: I'm okay with. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm okay with that, you know. whatever whatever it is um you know yeah i mean you're gonna have people in there asking those same questions over and over and over again and so i I, you know i look at it as they're a human being they're a human being so take into context what it is that they are going to understand so if you have people in there asking the same questions over and over and over again yeah it's it's gonna get tiring and it you know so that's why you know sean was mentioning earlier going to some of the same places again and again you're you're more building a rapport with those spirits in there but and if so your
2: methods are annoying
0: well if your methods are annoying that's then it's gonna be like, whatever yeah but um but if you're going in there and you're having a conversation with them and it's progressing then i'm then i think that they're going to be you know okay with that oh you know mike and Sean are back here so let's pick up where we left off last time i think that's what molly's doing with you at miller springs because it's always been a little bit different anytime we've been up there but you know if it's you know okay these three guys that are up here one day and a group of six that are up here another day and they're all saying you know you know what's your name can you speak into the red light and you know they don't even know what a red light is um you know whatever um You know, and and I love some of the ones, you know, can you you make the K2 light up? No context whatsoever. They're not going to understand it. Um, So I think going to like a cemetery, even though we talked before that they're not inherently haunted, um, you know, we, we think that they come back when somebody's, you know, visiting their grave. Somehow, some way, they're able to pick up on like, hey, somebody's at my grave. I'm going to see what's going on because we've got an activity out there. And so it's... You know, somebody new that we're starting to build a rapport with. I think, you know, going up to the, the Manili's over here, you start building that rapport. There got, is
2: some weirdness there, Yeah. too. There's some weird stuff that happens there, which we I've talked about before, but to the new people who don't know that, um, there's literally this one grave, one of the little boys, that if I am not, like, stepping around, like, to front, where I can read his name head on, but if I come around the other side there's this little depression in the in the ground. And if I step with my right foot, coming at it from that way, there's this just buzz of energy that just is like, you know? I've tried it from the other way. I've tried it with my left foot. I've tried it stepping over into it with my right foot still. I have to be coming at it oh, at a certain direction, direction. Yeah. with the certain foot and I don't understand it and I can't, it's it's, deb- it's it's definitely it's definitely really the WTF really file yeah. because really I don't under, I don't understand you know but it's been that way this whole time you yep. know now and I I don't get it but um, I don't know what the significance is about the direction with my right foot and just you know why can't it be just that same way just that one spot no matter which way I come at it I just I don't understand what the significance is yeah. I don't get it but. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, no
0: idea. Another thing, when it comes to um, visiting some of these cemeteries, especially some of the lost ones, um, take into account, you know, especially when you're doing like uh, historic research, that the people that when you're doing your research that you're looking up, okay, you know, what were their lives? What were the places that. Um, they frequented, what were the buildings that were there, because a lot of those buildings are not gone, et cetera, et cetera. You know, who lived during that time? You can look at old newspaper accounts and see names of people all over. They all ended up in the same spot, or at least most of them ended up in the same spot, which is in these cemeteries that are around the community. So it gives you another historic perspective, you know, to go and, and visit and research and discover more because sometimes you find some interesting little tidbits of information on some of the headstones or you look at some dates and you're like oh oh okay so you know which you may not get from other research that you're doing so you know from a historic perspective you might be picking up on on new information um betty lingy asks mike and shauna do you feel children's graves give you more sad feelings when you see them they
2: do for me yeah yeah i don't think i've ever you know, I mean, it's sad when anybody dies, but it's especially sad to know that someone really didn't get to live. You know, that there's so much they didn't get to do. And especially back then, you know, they suffered when they left. I mean, well, they, everybody did. But, but yeah. to me, the idea of a child suffering is just, it's sad. You know, um, after a while, it's not quite so you know, just overwhelming. Like when we go out to the, you know, Manili's, it's, you know, yeah, it's sad, you know, but it gets better every time I go out there. So where it's just like, hey guys, you know, it's not quite so you, um, if, if stuff like that affects you, that's right, you have to learn how to, you have to shield yourself from it or it will just suck you in. Uh, St. Omer Cemetery is a wonderful example yeah. of that because I literally wanted to just lay down in this one plot and just cry. know
0: yeah but you mentioned the manili's and we've gone out there several times now um what's interesting you know we've continued to research when when we can um on them and coming across that article about how they those boys at least the the couple older ones um found that balloon That had crashed. (laughs) So the article was talking about how the Manili boys went and recovered it. And it's like, oh, okay, they're right here, you know?
2: Yeah. You know, when you go out there, you know, armed with knowledge, you know, and then, you know, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. They spent some
0: time in Kansas. The, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but the, the wife had a, a medical issue. Um, the husband was a great horse trainer in the area. So, you, know, you find all these little tidbits and information that you can go there and talk to them about these sorts of things rather than just, you know, the same old, same old, you know, what's your name? And God forbid you say, how did you die? Oh my God.
2: I gotta be um, honest. I, I know it's unacceptable to smack someone whenever they ask that question, but if someone's standing near me and ask that if I don't smack you, it's a miracle. Like I just, I yeah. just cannot fathom why somebody would ask somebody that you know there are other ways to find out you know if they had something right you know yeah they they could have died from it you know but there's other ways to find out you know what they had wrong you know maybe they do know that they're gone maybe they do know that something's wrong that something's not the same anymore but i just think it's disrespectful to ask yeah you know it's just it's ridiculous and
0: don says i found these two graves side by side away from the other graves under a tree one was a 16 year old boy the other 16 year old girl not related died the same day makes me wonder about them i they may have been you have to die the same day same age they may have been you know really good friends at the time died in the same tragedy you know um kind of makes me think about um you know quote unquote gore orphanage but um you know, what's really the Swift Mansion and the Wilbur family that lived in the Swift Mansion where uh, their grandchildren in the span of seven days, all four of them died of diphtheria. You can go there to up the road to the cemetery and, you know, they have markers for the four children down on the ground where it says, um, oh, what was it? Um, Our, ah. I know the one that you saw at built was our babe, um, but this was our, I can't remember, but it was really sweet. It was like done in an arc like that or at the top. Um, it was like our little ones or something like that. But then also there's like the big family, family monument that had all the names and dates on it. And you can see in the dates, you know, like when the youngest one went, there were two of them that were actually twins. Um, You know so you learn and i didn't know that two of them were twins there was nothing in any of the research that we had done up to that point until i went to the cemetery that i discovered that two of them was a boy and a girl were twins you know and that took that took going to the cemetery to find out you know very sad and you're like oh wow um yeah this is this is really sad you know that the boom all these children wiped out just back to back to back um But again, still finding new additional information while there, so. um, All right, so, um, so Donald Gordon saying, I've always found it, I don't know, sad. I guess when I see those really old graves and anyone who knew them is now gone and that gravestone is all that's left to mark their presence. Really uh, wondering about their lives, uh, lived and loved, grieved, laughed. Um, and, but what was in between? Yeah, that's, and you know, that's kind of the thing is, you know, what I was saying before about that generation gap. Once a couple generations have gone by, you, you disconnect from that older, older one. Like for me, the block of my generation would be my grandparents and their brothers and sisters, which I knew a couple of, um, their children, my aunts and uncles, and then my generation, and my cousin, my sister, my cousins, all that. So it's like that block of people, right? Anybody before that, I didn't know. Um, There was my, you know, the one that would like, that connected all of that was my great, great aunt Bicki. was my grandfather's aunt. Um, she died a few months after I was born, and she basically was the one that, when her, with her passing, severed that connection to the old family, the ones that were at Lakeview. She was that final connection to all of them. Once she passed, it was all gone. You guys that have watched the Helltown video, she was the one that had that connection um, you know, with, with the Jates, the old paper mill that's there uh, up in the Helltown area. Um, she took my uncle up there, uh, my uncle Chuck and a couple of the older ones, apparently from the family, my uncle Chuck is the only one that remembers any of that. He gave me a little bit of that information, but it took me going there to begin with to be like, Hey, Jake Papermill," to really even ask that question. It was like when she passed that broke that part of the generation line. And it was from my grandparents and on. And, you know, that's gonna happen. You know, my my kids, they they met my grandparents. Um, You know, my sister's kids met, met my grandparents. There was a little bit of a connection there. But, you know, they passed when they were young. So they're not gonna have a lot of those memories. And so basically for them, it's gonna be, you know, my parents and on. And so, and that's what happens. That's why a lot of times these old, you know, graves don't get visited because the people that are still around didn't know them. You know, I've you know, just because I have an interest, that's why I go and visit these, but a lot of people don't have that interest, so they get neglected.
2: No. Yeah. That's like, you know, my dad. My dad loves history, you know. And he'll go to cemeteries. He'd be like, Oh, as you know, in this place, I don't know if you've ever been this area, but I drove past a cemetery, you know. I know you like cemeteries. And he'll ask me if I want to go, you know. And of course I do. And, you know, Um, but my, my dad's always been interested in that, you know, he's the one that, um, he was the one that kind of took over with, you know, keeping the family tree, Mm -hmm. you know, well well stocked branched, if you want to. Call well it stocked. That. Well, you know, well documented. Well
0: stocked would be like you're impregnating a lot of people to keep the family tree going.
2: I was or trying, to stocked
0: this family. I was
2: trying to think of the word documented and stocked was and
0: stocked came out. That's funny.
2: Documented. He's the one that, you know, carried carried that on. You know, and it's and it's pretty well documented. You know, there's very little by way of gaps, you know, that stuff that he doesn't know. You know, we've had random strangers come to town, you know, in Campsville, where I where I lived, where I grew up, and coming by, you know, just anybody looking for anybody, you know, where's your town hall, where's your, you know, whatever, yeah. um, and just randomly, you know, happen upon me, you know, in my place of business, and I was like, well, you know, our town house not open right now, but I'll tell you who will know something. That would be my dad. And we're related to everybody in this town, according <laughs> to my grandmother. So, and then sure enough, you know, and then we found out that this random stranger was um, one of our gaps. There you go. You know, I get goosebumps when I think about it. You know, but it's just so, it's like, oh my God, are we related to this stranger, you know, that was related to, um, was connected to the mayor who, you know um, we were my family is connected to because we're related to everybody and so then you know here's this new you know relative that we you know didn't know that we had so you know thanks to my my dad who likes to you know keep history alive you know that that's how stuff like that happens you have to have people that care
1: yep yep
0: all right well, see that people are starting to bail out because of the hour. I know I just gave a little yawn. So let's get into uh, let's get into the shout outs. So, I mean, that's, that's basically why. <laughs> why we like cemeteries so much. There's a lot of different reasons. So, uh, but we'll, we'll do some more with cemeteries coming down the road here. You know, we have the Lost Cemeteries uh, series that we're now doing. So there'll be some more from that um, coming up here soon. Uh, Tom McNicholas is our Super Chat superstar for this episode um appreciate that tom every single time so all right um let's see donna gorton thank you for cheshire catting the chat um let's see so who do we have down here tonight so sharon lane thanks for joining us tonight we're doing the shout outs now Don, spooky spectacular good to see you uh bpg 5012 um trick Thank That's you. A new one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, was there for the was there, for, a, there yeah. for the last show? Uh, Betty Lange says a good show tonight. Great chat room. Absolutely. Candy Orton, thanks for joining us again tonight. Uh, there's Paranormal World Investigators. Also another new one, I believe,
1: right? They were there for show number yeah. one. Yeah,
0: for awesome. uh, yeah for Rabbit Hole too. And there's Liquid Dreamer. Thank you very much for joining us again. Vice Miami, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Let's see, we have the Haglin. good to see you, Um, Katie Palmer, I know she checked out just a few minutes ago, B3 Airspace, thanks for joining us again, Uh, deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons here, so Tom McNicholas, B3 Airspace, BD Flint, Zippy Davis, uh, Pamela Queen, uh, Joe Chandler, and Andrew Cox. So that's the seven of you for the deep down the uh, rabbit hole ones. Uh, but we got a lot of different tiers in there. And so uh, check us out, patreon.com slash media So um, yeah, we just, I think our last one was some uh, outtakes from the, from the cemetery excursions that we did. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's Tammy Heitzman. Thanks for joining us, Tammy. Um, who else do we have in here? We have... We had a good turnout tonight i do appreciate that so all right um no there's shay carol hey good to see you shay and uh, let me go ahead and scroll back down all right so dustin samariel checking hey, in dustin. good to see you dustin and all right i think that will do it tracy christian okay and kathy saliento All right, good to see all of you this evening. If we missed you, we're sorry. Yes, we have to say that. If we missed you, we're sorry. There's a lot of people in the chat. We try to get to as many as we can. And um, yeah, you guys are awesome. We do appreciate all you Mad Hatters joining us tonight. So um, next week, Edge of the Rabbit Hole, we have Sean Gilmore. So check that out. Sean's a cool dude. Yeah. All right, everybody, have a great night, and we will see you soon. Till next time.